between my legs, between my legs, go. The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. Welcome into the Daily Agenda for the 9th of May. The ACC's Daily Agenda podcast, powered by Musashi. Yeah, good morning. My name is Manaya Stewart. I'm joined this morning by Mike Lane. And Lane, all anyone's talking about at the moment is the NRL. <laughs> it's so good. It's like Integrity Gate, uh, Cheetah Gate, <laughs> um, Sponsor Gate. Uh, it's obviously there's nothing else going on. There's a bit of a thunderstorm coming through the country. They might get bumped off the headlines for some rain. Yeah. But how good? Oh, man, it's been excellent. And last night, Jason Paris, who's the CEO of One New Zealand, uh, he was the one who had all the comments to say yesterday that kicked this whole thing off. He joined uh, Mike Minogue, Chris Key and Jason Hoyt on the big show yesterday. Week after week, the refs call against us and um, and we just need a fair suck of the save. You know, all I want is a fair suck of the save. That's all I've ever asked for when it comes to this team. And week in, week out, you're not allowed to say this, Jason, because you're the sponsor of the uh, 1NZ Warriors, but they are cheating, dirty, low-down Aussie <laughs> bastards. And they always have been. And that's the thing at the end of the day, man. You can't breathe the Aussie out of these bastards, can you? <laughs> Minogi had to say it on behalf of, uh, I think what we were all thinking, um, Jason Hoyt went on to scream backbone into a microphone later on in that oh, yeah, interview as well. Yep. Um, so... That's what kicked everything off as the CEO from 1NZ. The uh, NRL Football Operations Manager or something, I don't know, his name's Graham Annesley. He came out and said there is no comment that could have been worse than the type of comment that we've seen over the last 24 hours in relation to the integrity of the game. No comment. <laughs> oh, but- I haven't had to go very far back to find a few comments. In fact, in a four-year period from 2015 to 2018 inclusive, let me run you through some of the things that happened. Well, they're not necessarily comments. Some of these are just actions, aren't they? Followed well, by comments. In 2016, okay. footage was leaked of Mitchell Pierce mimicking humping a dog at a party on Australia Day. Pierce was not just the most Googled NRL player of this of that year, but the most Googled Australian. He wasn't mimicking, he wasn't mimicking humping a dog. He was humping a he dog. Was humping a he dog. was humping a dog. He was humping a dog. In March of the same year, a woman made a complaint to the Dragons alleged, uh, alleging that an intoxicated Dane Nielsen bitter on the league. Uh, during a night out on March 22nd on October 16th, Matt Lodge was arrested in New York over a drunken home invasion. <laughs> We're still paying his salary this season, by the way. Yeah. March 10th, a bloke by the name of Tim Simona was uh, deregistered due to a series of betting scandals. He was betting against his own team and sold jerseys meant to be for charities but kept the proceeds for himself. <laughs> the Cronulla Sailing Club banned the entire Cronulla Sharks team after an alleged incident that became physical on December 21st. Between 2015 and 2018, an NRL player was implicated in an off-field scandal every 22 days. Of the 66 scandals, 21 were allegations of assault, and 11 of those allegations the alleged victim was a woman. There were six cases of drink driving, 17 cases of drug-related offences, and just as a quick note, Todd Carney's bubbler falls outside of that time frame as did Joel Monaghan's uh, simulated sex act <laughs> with a dog. So just off the top of my head, those are a few things that you mentioned yesterday. It's not these comments that are bringing the integrity of rugby league into question. Uh, I just love how it's a, a CEO of a telco in New Zealand. <laughs> like, Nothing to do with the game. Look, sure, they're their jersey sponsor and their main sponsor, but, I mean, it's so fun. It's so fun. They're obviously they're pretty hypersensitive, aren't they? Yeah. But to come out like that, I mean, they could re- realistically, they should just come out and go on, 
The guy's a CEO of a telco in New Zealand. Who cares? They like, shouldn't have come out at all. No, I know, but that, that should be that should have been an internal comment at NRL. Goes, oh, it's just a guy mouthing off. He's a fan. Yeah, you know, don't worry about it. That's what I don't understand is why when you know every other person gets drunk and tweets, um, you know, about the Warriors' performance on the weekend, it just doesn't like nothing happens. But because he's the CEO of one of their sponsors, there can't be anything in the rules that says you can actually find him. Surely. Yeah, well, I mean, look, let's. They, they can't. They can't. No. And they may. I mean, it would be great if they. They'll, there'll be some sort of integrity bringing the game into disrep- uh, disrepute bullshit. Yeah, but sure because you- whenever you sign a broadcast deal, that's always in there, like right. for, for A- ACC and everything. They've always, they put, Jeez, how do we get around I that? don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's lots of clauses in there around yeah. bringing the game into disrepute. And we like to say that we just bring ourselves into disrepute, not the game. 100%. So that's our defence. And I don't know, there were a clause in there, but they'll probably try and dig something out. But, I mean, where are the rest of the Warriors sponsors? Get in there. Yeah. And, where's uh, where's Flavour? Hey? Hey, where's Flavour? Where's, where's old Marty? Here he worth? Where's he coming out and yeah. says them cheating? He sponsors, they sponsor. We sponsor the Warriors. We're a partner of the Warriors. We're going hard in the paint. Totally. <laughs> We're going straight to the paint. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, I, I'm, I'm all on board with this. Yesterday they started a GoFundMe. That was uh, very short-lived. So uh, when it initially was set up, had about $400 on it in the morning yesterday. Come the afternoon, there was about a grand in there. And then by the end of the day yesterday, it had been closed and they and they binned it. And did it get hijacked by a charity at it, some stage It did get well? hijacked by a charity, as all like, things do. I am hope or something. Like, uh, come on, just give us, just let us frivolously spend money on stupid shit, okay? So, Why does it have to help someone who's mentally ill? Yeah, just give us something fun. Exactly. Um, and so we posited it yesterday. I think we might have mentioned it on this podcast as well as on the Mad Monday podcast that yep. our ACC TAB fund is getting dangerously high. We've we've had a good couple of weekends on the punt. We're up to almost about 3K, and I think the fine will be around the 10K mark if someone get does get fined. Let's, Let's get it there. Let's get it there. Let's get it there. Look, and, and no charities, okay? This no. is not going to help anyone. No. Anyone in their health or whatsoever. No. But it'll help us in terms of giving us giving our coach – the chance to just once at a post-conference, post-game press conference, unload. Yep, just right. let loose and we will foot the bell. So, yeah, I'm all on board with that. Up the wires, um, fuck the refs. <laughs> Freewood trying to turn it around the corner. Jesus. Oh, Tiger. So Tiger Woods uh, is in the news again because, and this this saga has been going on a little bit. I feel like there's so much about Tiger that's not related to on the field. Um, no. But there's a thirty million dollar legal battle between Tiger Woods and his ex girlfriend, which has escalated with uh, Erica Herman as her name, accusing the golf superstar, the Herminator. the Herminator, of beginning their sexual relationship when she was his employee and threatening to fire her if she didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement that she now wants voided. I wonder if he wanted her to sign that non-disclosure agreement so she wouldn't take him to the cleaners when they inevitably broke up yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she is now. Did you hear how he broke up with her? I heard it was uh, pretended to go on holiday yeah, so and he, then moved all her stuff out. So aggressive because he drove her to the airport. Oh, yes. He drove out onto the tarmac where there was a private jet waiting and when she got out of the plane, his lawyers were there. Uh, when she got out of the car to get on the plane, his lawyers were there and gave her the documents and said, oh, you, it's over. And so did she get on the plane? Or did Tiger get on the plane? I don't think she did. I don't think either of them did. I know Tiger just peeled out and went home. That's a, um, that's pa- elaborate. Packed all of her shit, yeah. And then, uh, but what I don't understand is that she signed this non-disclosure that was like, hey, the whole point of it was you can't sue me when we break up. Yeah. She's now, now she's suing him for breaking up. Yeah, I think everybody says that. Uh, what one of the clauses in there was that he verbally told her she could live in this house, a fifty-four million dollar mansion, for eleven years, and then he kicked her out after six years. 11 years, it's an odd number to commit to, isn't it? 
It's it, an odd number. Just, but, I mean, look, it's 30 million. I mean, he's worth over a billion US. I mean, this is small fry. I think he will just sign it and just get rid of it. Yeah, I reckon that's it. Everybody's overheated, including several of the tempers here in Kansas. Where Denny Hamlin has beaten Kyle Larson. They were discussing what happened, and tempers overflowed. Everybody <laughs> didn't know if he was going to be a fighter outside of that car. <laughs> Proves that wrong. We, we got that settled. NASCAR can be a very, very tedious. I don't think, I mean, Kiwis as a whole don't really follow motorsport that well until Bathurst once a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and NASCAR oh. in particular is just round and round in circles. Great crashes in NASCAR. I will yeah. say that. Oh, yeah, look, I mean, and that, that and Talladega night. Uh, Ricky, yeah. Bob, Ricky Bobby did a lot for NASCAR, and and the fact that these guys had a punch up in the uh, pit lane, yeah, it just for me, I, I can't help but think back to uh, Ricky Bobby yeah. and the difficult times he went through when uh, <laughs> he uh, and he mentally lost it and yeah. was end up running around the track in his underpants yeah, because he thought he was on fire. Yeah, and it's and every time something like this happens in NASCAR, I just I almost think that. Talladega Nights was a documentary rather than a uh, comedy. <laughs> yeah, but I think that this is, you know, we talk about streaking lanes and, and giving people uh, permission to do these kind of things in different sports. They should have a ring and give them some novelty gloves and when two dudes are uh, having a boil over, right, jump in the ring here. Yeah. It's also, I love, um, do love motor racing when drivers have a fight and they've got their helmets on. Yeah. Like, it's, you've got like a crash helmet that's going to take an impact at 300 kilometres now and you've got guys trying to punch them. Yeah, and you want to be tough now when you're, when you're wearing the helmet. I've heard uh, on the Talladega Nights thing that apparently he's working on a golf-themed yes. movie. Yeah, about the live and the PGA. Yeah. I've heard, and I've heard uh, that John Daly's going to be on it playing himself. Oh, he's got to be, uh, he? And he's got Jonah Hill, I think, is on is there right? as well to play. Um, he just needs to get... Um, Who's on, who's on Caddyshack? Uh, Bill Murray. If he needs to get Bill Murray 100%. on it, just get – and oh, no, he hasn't got John Daly. He's got um, Happy Gilmore yes, playing himself. Adam Sandler, yes, yeah. Adam Sandler's playing himself. He's going to show right. up as Happy Gilmore. I was getting confused because there's a movie coming out about John Daly that Jonah Hill's going to play. That's right. Oh, right. I was getting confused. There's a couple of golf movies coming yeah, out. Yeah, golf's having a moment yeah. at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Um, and if you want to improve your golf game, first thing you need to do is get shredded, and we can help you do that, all thanks to Musashi. We've got massive prize packs to give away. Still got a few of those up our sleeve. So take shred to 3236 to do that. Who's the most shredded um, golf, golf player. play you can think of that's on the Musashis? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau was in good nick and then got fat. Yes. I like that. That's the old uh, Brooks, reverse. Brooks, Brooks Kepka yeah, seems pretty he, jacked. And I tell you, looks who's more and more jacked, and that is uh, Rory McIlroy. Yeah, Rory McIlroy. He looks a bit jacked as well. It's because so. he, he looks a little bit nerdy from the shoulders up that yeah. you, you don't realise that he's actually jacked and hits it further than just about anyone on the tour. And also, Tiger Woods is looking pretty jacked. He's got a dicky knee. Like, obviously, he needs, he oh needs to God. stop skipping leg day. His shoulders go on for yeah. days. Um, but if you want to look like Tiger Woods then text shred to three, <laughs> It'll improve your golf game immeasurably. <laughs> yeah, well, we can guarantee you that. Um, we will be back tomorrow with another episode of The Daily Agenda. Thanks for tuning in. That's not the song I meant to play, but we'll stick with it. It's good, though. It's especially to come out of the back, it's talking about hot golfers, hot shredded oh, golfers. Uh, see ya. On this week's episode of Between Two Beers, we hear Megan Compain's remarkable journey from Basketball Hall of Famer to All Blacks commercial manager and all the best stories in between. And, and Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway getting held up by two of his you know, people and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzzer shot and took it back to game six where I think they won in, in Chicago. So we sort of crossed in the in the hallway, and it was just sort of one of those. Whoa! Like if I was on, you know, back at, if it was now, you'd be snapping away like yeah. social media. Between two beers, listen on iHeartRadio or anywhere you get your podcasts.